Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Potty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. Unnecessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. The day I was born, I didn't know any words at all, and today I know over 15. Words like doesn't and impress, but I guess that doesn't impress you, brainiac like you. <laughs> On the other side of the table, Dr. Scientist. The man cuts people's tongues out with a hunting knife for a living. You tell him his name's racist. <laughs> and my name's Papa Scotch, and as I always say, ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Welcome to Potty Time. So let's start where we always start, Dr. Scientist. What have you been playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Uh, not a whole hell of a lot. Sorry, guys. Uh, I did go to this place. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. It's called the Cinema. The Cinema. Not familiar, no. No. Anyway. Cinnabon. Ooh. Cinnabon? Is that what we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the airport? But uh, I saw <laughs> the movie Renfield. Oh, Nice. I totally oh, forgot that came out. It? Yeah, it's pretty it's entertaining. I mean, Nick Holt and Nick Cage are good. Aquafina's in it. Ben Schwartz. Oh, nice. I knew that would get chumps there. <laughs> nice, nice. But uh, yeah, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield from the Dracula story. Yeah. And it's set in modern day. And he's like, he goes to like Codependence Anonymous and stuff because he's has, his, well, he has Dracula as his master and stuff. And then he tries to like do all this kind of stuff. It's interesting and entertaining. It's un brutally funny like there's a point where Nicole grabs some guy's arms and kicks him in the chest and his arms fall off and he starts beating the other guys with the arms awesome <laughs> so if you like stupid kind of a oh. comedy like that I can't wait to see that Ben Schwartz plays like a, the son of a crime lord who's kind of like spoiled and stuff <laughs> awesome perfect oh that is great so yeah uh, I recommend watching it He's been playing. He's been playing that spoiled kid of a rich guy since Parks and Rec. Yeah, he does it great. He's so good at it. Sean Ralphio, that's what his name. Yes. is. Yes. What is that his name in Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But in Coffee Town, he wasn't a spoiled brat. He was still hilarious. <laughs> Just a dumb cop. <laughs> he played the character of a huge spoiled brat in the show Parks and Rec that would show up once in a while and just be insane. And then the sister Mona Lisa was played by Jenny Slate. Oh, nice. And they were just like. Super, 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 super spoiled rich kids whose dad was Henry Winkler. Makes sense. The lawyer from Arrested Development? <laughs> the very same. <laughs> so I believe last uh, had to argue a maritime law. <laughs> Man, what a show. Uh, yeah, go watch that too. Right. And then, because uh, it has been like six years since I saw it last, I watched Keanu. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, how was it? That was good. Did you ever watch it before, Papa Scotch? I'm going to be honest with you. My headphones went out as soon as you said what you watched. So I, I, I missed it, and I was just trying to play it along, and you're like, no, you didn't You didn't see that? Keanu. Keanu? Keanu. Oh, with the cat and the, yeah, yeah. And, and the funny men. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. Mm-hmm. And I remember man. seeing it when it came out, but... Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think about it, and I was like... It's still kind of funny. Because they're like... I'll watch it again. They're like suburban guys, and they're just... Then his cat gets stolen. Oh, don't they play the, the guys from Allentown? Well, yeah, then they do act like that. They act like thugs and stuff. And I love the part 
where they're first like they first get with Method Man's crew and they're like, prove to us you're those guys you're talking about. He's like, I heard you did a flip. A backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, do a flip. And Jordan Peele's like, I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it, man. I'm not gonna do a flip. That's like, and then but in the background you see Keegan Michael Key run up a wall and do a flip. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I recommend. If, if you want to, it's got a cute cat and it's funny. So, yeah, yeah, man. I know I saw it when it came out. I feel like nowadays I remember movies I hated way more than movies <laughs> I liked. I, you know what I mean? I could believe that. Yeah, it probably says more about me. But anyway, <laughs> and then I just watched some uh, Supernatural. Yeah, some yeah. filler. Yeah, yeah. You didn't play anything. No, not a thing. Oh wow. I'm kind of played out. I'm gonna. Let Papa Scotch pass me in trophies because I know it's important to him. <laughs> After last year, I don't even want to try anymore. <laughs> no, I, I overdid it. I uh, played yourself. Played myself. I did. I really did. I have no desire to get any more of those dollar PlayStation Network <laughs> games. Get an easy plat. I'm like, even now, I'm just like, eh. Oh, now that spending money gives you points. Now you don't yeah, want exactly. <laughs> and I'm so close. Like, I could download 10 of those right now. <laughs> I could have I could have him beaten beaten uh, with trophies in four hours. Oh shit! <laughs> no. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood to play. Well, that's fair. I hear you. It happens. You go through phases. Yeah. So that's all I kind of really watched that was interesting. So tell us what you did, Papa Scotch. Oh well, thanks for asking. Uh, starting with what I played, I I started moving through my Dead Space second playthrough. Oh yeah, yeah. I play. I made the mistake because I wanted to max out all the weapon upgrades, and I should have played on easy, but I accidentally played on medium and on new game plus. So they had new enemies that were harder. Oh, that's new enemies. It's actually a challenge. You mean <laughs> not like new enemies, but like hardened diversions of the standard enemies. Mm-hmm. So they took like a whole bunch of bullets to kill and I couldn't like just sell all my stuff. I wasn't using, I had to like use everything. So it was more of a challenge. It was fun, but now it means I have to play the game at least one more playthrough, And I don't know if I want to do it. Oh shit. But we'll see how it goes when I, finish this one up but uh that's all i really played but as far as what i watched now this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna be a weird one so i watched the evil dead remake again which i know i just talked about recently on this <laughs> yeah, yeah two weeks ago yeah I, it was very recently and the reason i watched it is because the wife wanted to rewatch it because we went and saw evil dead rise oh you son of a bitch i should have just went and saw it myself it was pretty good it was very different yeah I left the theater thinking, I'm not sure if I liked that. Oh. I know I didn't hate it, but yeah. it was... Finally sick of Evil Dead. No. <laughs> but it's it's Evil Dead, but it's really not. Like, the whole... Do you guys want to hear about it at all, or do you want to be going Tell like, us. blind? Yeah, go ahead. Just I don't mean, spoil I'm, anything. I, I may not listen, but you can talk about it. I'll just start, like, very briefly, the beginning. You have this woman who is on the road with a band. She's a guitar tech. She mm. finds out she's pregnant. She This is, like, the first five minutes of the movie. She goes back to visit her sister, and her sister's longtime boyfriend, her husband, the father of her three kids, is gone. And it's just her now, and accidentally one of her kids falls into the basement after an earthquake and finds a Book of the Dead. Not the book, not the Necronomicon. Oh. A Book of the Dead. Isn't that, like, almost famous? Isn't that the same plot? <laughs> Pretty much the same thing, except there, it was in the 70s. Oh, okay. And they, they cared more about Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, so it was very interesting because they brought in another book. It's not, the, it's like the new lore is that there are four books. And so far, I guess we know about two. But no one from the remake was in it. Well, most of them are fucking dead. Yeah. But but uh, the character that lived wasn't in it. Like it was 
completely disconnected from that story. I like that. That sounds neat. So it was gnarly. There's now four Necronomicons. That's four books of the dead. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, they just probably summon different demons. Are they all made from the same skin? Could be. They're definitely skin. This one had like uh, freckles, like (laughs) teeth that clasped it shut. Oh, sick. Like very thin. They were like anglerfish teeth. Interesting. Yeah. And then when you spilled blood on it, the teeth like opened and you could open the book and look at it. Oh, because you accidentally spilled blood all the time. The kid fell in the basement. Yeah, I don't forget how they got through it with this one. Yeah, sounds cool, though. Mermaid? Was it gory as fuck? Oh, my goodness, it sure was. <laughs> nice. Couldn't have been as gory as Renfield. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Hopefully, he's a double like, feature at the drive-in. <laughs> Anything else I can tell you to prove my point that it was gorier? Despite, why are we arguing? Why do I have to prove <laughs> yeah, the point? You know, I didn't see Renfield. You might be right. I'll see it soon enough, man. Don't worry about but, uh, it. But <laughs> it's gnarly. It's super gnarly. It's just as gnarly as the, the previous film. Nice. And then uh, also, I watched the first five Fast and the Furious movies. Get out of here. Podcast over. <laughs> I really... Uh, so everybody keeps talking about how great they are and how dumb and fun. And when you criticize them, I was like, dude, whatever. It's Fast and Furious. They sent Tyrese to space. They're fun, stupid movies. Just watch <laughs> it and shut up. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll try. I'll give it a shot. First one I remembered, because I remember seeing it in high school when it came out, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember any of the other ones, but two through five are pretty pretty worthless. Like, Well, Tokyo Drift's fucking good. <laughs> Tokyo Drift, that was the first time I saw it, and holy shit, did that movie not make sense. <laughs> right? The whole movie is like a kid, like a, a Texan kid from America with a heavy-ass Texan ass accent who gets shipped to live with his dad in Japan and gets into underground street racing. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It has something to do with nothing. Yeah, it was... And it had nothing to do with the rest of the story at all. It's like Halloween 3 when they did the mask bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Fast and Furious... I guess this guy, this Hayseed guy comes back. I don't know, but... Mm. Because I only watched the first five. I don't want to so ruin you shut it your brain you. off when you watched them, or did you, like... You gotta pay attention, dude. I... Tra- <laughs> <laughs> I tried, man. I... I think I'm gonna. Get, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get to the fun ones. Well, you only got f- five. Yeah, there's only, you're about a third of the way there. <laughs> I think the tenth one is coming out soon, and I'm fuck Hobson Show. I'm not watching that. So, from like the, it doesn't make sense. It took like six movies, like five movies, for this fucking franchise to figure out what it was. Yeah, they still don't figure it out. No, I think from here it's more of the core group. Because Vin Diesel family. wasn't even in the second one. Vin Diesel was in the last two minutes of Tokyo Drift, and that's and then he shows up again the fourth one. Yeah, I don't remember that well, so maybe I'll have to rewatch them. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, try it. I don't know. I'm gonna try to watch all of them and try to get something out of them. I can't say I ever watched any of them. There, there's something. They are. I something. can't. I'm still trying desperately to see the appeal. I get it from like if you're into cars, like this is probably awesome. I get it. I get that part of it, mm-hmm. but I don't get why everyone keeps saying they're amazing, ridiculous, fun action movies. I, I guess I got to keep watching. I don't know what else to do here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, <laughs> you have to, right? <laughs> You're halfway into the forest. Why Why turn around? Yeah, and what if someone's like, oh, dude, like, yeah, the first five are pretty bad. I'm like, what are you, the first half of this series is terrible? <laughs> like, what are, yeah, they really turn it around when Tyrese and fucking Ja Rule go to space. Yeah, and 10. I can't imagine anything being bad after that. Oh, it's pretty amazing. It's going to be interesting. But that's all I watch, those seven goddamn films. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sir Jumpslap? What are you playing, watching, doing over there? Oh, I didn't really play anything again. Just uh, some Castlevania. 
Symphony of the Night. Oh yeah, I mean, that's like, something. Good stuff. Good almost, stuff. almost there. About one eighty percent now. Oh, did you uh, farm the Valman ways? What are they called? Yeah, that? I got one. That's all you need. Yeah, they're not called Valman ways. The that, so. Chris McGrim. Chris McGrim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got one. It made it too easy now. It's yeah, like it's, it. it's silly. You can do anything in that game. Yeah. Like that. I was already totally, feeling totally. overpowered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chris McGrim and a dagger. Forget it. I've been saying that for years. I do the shield rod, Chris Grimm. Yeah, the Medusa shield. You know. You know. You know just so you don't yeah. turn to stone. A typical Metroidvania weapons. <laughs> but that's all I've been playing. Cool. Might finish that up next week. I don't know. We'll see. But I watched some movies. You guys want to hear about these? Are they good ones? Sure. Did you go to the movies like Papa Scotch and myself? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good save. <laughs> yeah, I saw Scream 6. Ah, oh, I've been oh. thinking about watching that. That's about as far as I got. What do you think of Scream, the new Scream? Uh, I thought it was completely predictable and kind of boring. Well, 6 is right down your alley then. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was it feels like it might be the last one just the way. That's what he thought about Scream 5 too. Yeah, but this one they talk about all of them. They talk about all oh. the killers and shit and But it's Yeah, there's got to be like 12 killers now there were nine there were nine before this one so I you met in this movie i'm like that's too many you can't have nine killers <laughs> no, they were talking about all the other killers. no they talk about every single one all nine of them yeah, and well, how the there was only one time there was only one guy well that that can't be true then there'd be more than nine it was five two times four and then one. Oh, i thought i thought they were counting the two from the five, two, five. <laughs> no, no. sorry right. what was i scotch saying <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll redo. I actually deleted what I just asked before, but uh, <laughs> it must so be good. you're saying in the movie, in the world of the movie, they go through like all the previous killers from all the other movies, which I guess are in their universe. Yeah, so like, it's like an MCU thing. They just like talk about like, all right, let's say the killer kind of obsesses over all the scream murder, the ghost face murders, and like collects paraphernalia from all of them. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So it's like but I that. mean, the killer being obsessed with all the other killings, that's the motivation for, I don't know. All of them. Most <laughs> yeah. of these 13. After Scream 1. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Wait. Even Scream 1, maybe. Billy's. Yeah, because. Yeah, no, three, two was Billy's mom. So she was straight up revenge. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert <laughs> for, for a movie that came out in 1998. <laughs> yeah, because one was the guy and serial killer, and it was because his mom was fucked over by whatever else yeah, bomb or whatever yeah, some weird shit i don't remember hit billy loomis's skeet ulrich's mom uh had no his dad <laughs> had, an affair had with, sex yeah. with nev campbell's mom oh right and, they, and that caused his family to like yeah break up and fall apart yeah so he decided murder was the way to go yeah 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 real cool dude. he just had a psychopath friend that happened to be a serial killer loomis yeah well, then in the third one, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> it was the long lost brother of Nev Campbell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just say there's some more stupid shit in this one. She has All a right. long lost brother, brother? There's uh, cousins and nephews. No. No, no there's not. <laughs> the it's like they always have to be related. Come on. No, because wasn't. And, and I'm on to your trick scream. Stop, stop doing two murderers. So sick of it. <laughs> I'm on to your trick screen. Yeah, tell, address them directly. <laughs> <laughs> They're always doing two, so you're like, oh, this guy couldn't have done it because he was here at but this time. Somebody else. But it's him and someone else, so you can never know who it is. There should be four. But you always know who it is. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, what the fuck movie is it where 
uh, where one person like is killed by one person each time, and they can't think of who the serial killer is. Ah, uh, never mind. Clue. That too. Yeah, that they they do that in one. Yeah. But I was thinking of a, uh, the one with Paul Davidson or Pete Davidson, and then oh, the woods and he slits his own throat. Yeah, yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. They do that in Clue, like the original yeah. Clue, like when they when someone discovers a body and everyone rushes into the room, there's always one person missing. Yeah. Or But you'd never pick up when you watch it. Like the Orient Express. Yeah, exactly. They've been doing it for years. It's but anyway, weird. I don't know. Watch watch Scream. Oh yeah, you were you're your prop. Yeah. I was I swore him off after the last one, but I watched this one anyway. Mm, but it's gonna be the last so, one, so yeah. Everyone. There's not much good stuff coming out lately. Well, Evil Dead, or, but that's in the theater. And you Renfield. said it wasn't good. The Renfield, Evil Dead. It's two things I want to see. But whatever. I watched this movie called Conse- Consecration. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. This woman's brother kills himself, allegedly. <laughs> what? How this, can you that? It's like at a, oh. a Scottish nunnery. Oh. And they it said, could have been a murder. Yeah. I was thinking like he killed himself. Maybe he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, the body's still moving and talking, but we're pretty sure he killed himself. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I, I got that too. Got All right. <laughs> but she kills himself, whatever, at a nunnery. And she goes to see what happened and all this shit, like identify the body. And she gets caught up in the nunnery. Turns out it's like some weird... Satanic cult? Cult, yep. Oh, nice. I saw it coming, but... I mean, it was pretty neat. And then, I don't know. You should check it out. It's, it might be a little slow, but... I gotta ask, because the people are gonna ask, does it slap? It's... As far as slap culture goes. I don't think so. I think it's actually good. And I, I know none of these actors are actors. Yeah, people. I don't know if it's like a foreign film or what, but it was pretty good. So check it out. Well, this is completely unrelated, but I saw a movie come up in my feed called Feed Me. Have you oh, seen yeah? this one? Because it looks really right up your alley. Sounds like something I would watch. Is Rick Moranis in it in a giant plant? Yes. Nice. Yes. Feed now me they, the Seymour story. Uh, it's about a. It's from 2022. Following the death of his wife, a broken man spirals into an abyss of night terrors and depression and finds himself in the home of a deranged cannibal who convinces him to take his own life in the most horrific way imaginable. Hmm. That sounds awesome. That sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. You guys give me too much shit to watch. I won't remember any of it. I forget half of Dude, it. Dude, I have them all written down on a nice little sheet. So I'm going to watch any of them. Oh, no. I I went through the list the other day, and I'm like, I already saw that movie. <laughs> nice. I, I did go back to the list, and I think I took off two or three. Yeah. Like, uh, I just I just now took off Transylvania 6, 5,000. So. <laughs> but Consecration, check it out. It's Like I said, it might be a little slow, but it's worth it in the end. Did you hear about that? What is it? Exorcist priest? Exorcism priest? The priest, the Pope's the exorcist? exorcist? The Pope's Exorcist. Isn't it supposed to be like exorcist. a Christian movie or something? Sounds like it. I- I don't know. I heard it was real bad. I, I read somewhere that it's like a Christian fucking movie pretending to be a horror movie. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Russell Crowe's in it. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a double feature at Becky's with fucking Evil Dead. <laughs> That's... I, I, bet, I bet they meant well. I bet they yeah. meant well putting <laughs> right. those two back to back. I think they did. Well, that's a later one, so I can leave early. Fuck it. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, Man. check that out. Maybe check Scream out. And then I watched another one called Tetris. You guys see this? Ooh, no. Is it a documentary about Tetris? Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's the story of the origins of Tetris and how they tried to get it out of the Soviet Union or whatever. I don't know what it was called back in the day. Yeah, because it was 
the money went to the yeah just to get licensing rights and shit it's just the one guy's battle for licensing rights it was okay I guess it's worth a watch if you're into documentaries or whatever but I don't know how much of it was true it's, it's a neat little piece of video game history yeah. assuming it's true I have no idea it says based on true events but you know you know what that means who the fuck knows well I mean Titanic was based on true events <laughs> that's true <laughs> there you go so yeah I don't know Tetris was okay Scream was okay but check out Consecrated I thought it was pretty cool Consecrated or Consecration Conse- I don't know I already erased it <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Consecration Consecration yeah okay there you go Consecration yeah. dope but uh, if that's all you got we can go ahead and slide and sashay right into the plotty time vibe check Ooh. Oh. is that my pulse no that's a vibe. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> the big news that came out is that the UK blocked the Microsoft Activision deal over Game Pass, of all things. Over Game Pass? Why? Well, it's very interesting because everyone was just assuming they were asking questions and this thing was going to get approved and it'd be done. Yeah. But out of nowhere, they blocked the whole deal because they believe that it basically give them a monopoly over the Game Pass, like because Game Pass having all the Call of Duties would give them a monopoly, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Here, let me yeah, let me block see the quote. It anyway. I'll do the quote. We have concluded that the merger would result in the most powerful operator in the fast developing market for cloud gaming, with a current market share of sixty to seventy percent, acquiring a portfolio of world leading games with the incentive to withhold these games from competitors and substantially weaken competition in this important growing market. Yeah, that so, sounds anti-monopoly. like anti-monopoly. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, it's true. Pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, Europe them. has a pretty... an actual system of laws and shit. Well, they also don't have a First Amendment and stuff, which kind of precludes a lot. Yeah, of I know. But it's still neat. I care a little bit more about their people. But yeah, so that deal's blocked. Fuck them. I don't know if it'll actually happen or if they'll come back with a different proposal. I also did read that if the, act- if the deal falls through, Microsoft no matter what, still has to pay Activision $3 billion. Yeah, they usually write that in the contracts. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's pretty wild. Yeah, because that, that has to fuck with stocks and shit while the, yeah. all this talk's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Because they can't like combine stock or pay out all the stock or do anything until the merger's done. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. boom, Activision, you got $3 billion. How does it feel? I'm sure 2.8 of it will go to the CEO, Bobby Kotick, who we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. often. And the rest will go to developing... Weed skins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which they'll sell for another $3 billion. Four twenty. Is that how much it was? Oh, that would have been smart. I hope so. I don't remember. <laughs> it was probably no, 20 it was like bucks. 20 dude. bucks. That's right. It was way too much. And I bought two of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. I am, I guess. Uh, so how about some good news? How does that sound? Oh, bring it sure. on. Uh, there's a whole bunch of PlayStation 5 scalpers that are really, really having a hard time scalping their PS5s because now retail retail stock is caught up and the PlayStation 5s regularly available. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen them on sale now. Yeah, they're dumping them on eBay because they can't sell them for $1,200 anymore. Idiots. What do you think was going to happen? Almost cheap enough to buy one. I just think it's really funny. Fuck them. I mean, they probably made a lot of money. But... Yeah. yeah, but still, they deserve some losses, you know? Yeah, for sure. I guess they're probably still going to sell them on eBay for like 400 bucks. Yeah, they'll still try to make they'll still make money somehow off of it. Scumbags. Then I also read that Diablo 4 has officially gone gold. Did you guys hear about that? 
June 6th launch? No. Diablo 4. Do you guys give a shit about Diablo? Mm. Not really. I mean, I played Diablo 2 and nothing after that, but I had fun in Diablo 2. Okay. There you go. I, don't, I never played any of them. So there, take that. Okay. And Diablo <laughs> 1. I played Diablo cool. 1 a lot on PlayStation. <laughs> what about you, Scotch? You like them? No, I never played a single one. No. I thought there'd be more participation from the group, but we can go ahead. And... <laughs> I thought, yeah. I thought one of us. But is it, gold's not that impressive. Sold a million copies or what? I don't know what gold is. I thought it was 500,000. No, like it went gold as in it's going to be manufactured. It's going to come out on June 6th, 9th, whatever I just had up. Yeah. Oh, that, what? Huh? What does gold mean? When it's gone gold, it means it has the gold pressing, which means the game is done, which means the last oh. step is manufactured. I thought it was like record companies you were talking about. Yeah, record. I thought they no, sold no. so many copies already and it's not out till June. Yeah. No, when it goes gold, it's done with development. I mean, there's still going to be like probably a day one That's patch a or whatever. Dumb but to have those two phrases. I know, with sales different and things. Huh. I think it has something to do with like the record industry because all the copies were made from a single gold record or some shit like that back in the day. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. I, I don't know I, why they'd use gold for the. <laughs> yeah, for record. Record for nothing. It's fucking weak and <laughs> soft. It'd probably bend with the needle. Uh, it indicates the main development on the game is finished. The game is working and ready to move to manufacturing. That's well, what going gold means. Well, video game industry, come up with a better phrase for that. Yeah. Why don't they just call it ready? Yeah. <laughs> Game's ready. I don't know why you're getting, you guys are getting so mad at me. We're, I don't, I don't no, we're, brought it up. we're mad at the record industry. Yeah. I, or video game industry. We're mad at somebody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fired up. I don't know where to put it. And then also the Lord of the Rings... Uh, is having a little bit of legal trouble. They have a fanfic writer suing Amazon and the Tolkien estate for $250 million because he claims that Amazon stole elements of his work for its Rings of Power TV series. So he stole the work from someone else. Yeah. That someone stole from him. He made fanfic of Tolkien's work and they made the same thing and it happens to be the same. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I don't know. Sounds like bullshit. He's going to have to convince me. Apparently he... He wrote a work of fan fiction set in the J.R.R. Tolkien Middle Earth called The Fellowship of the King. He copyrighted it in 2017 and later published it and made it available for sale. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that is okay. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, right. Yeah, Tolkien's only been dead for a little bit. It's not like you. It's a parody. It's weird. It's a weird yeah. sex book. <laughs> it's an eight episode series, and in some cases, the show copied exact language from his book. Uh, maybe. I don't know why execs wouldn't Sounds talk like to this bullshit. guy and fucking just pay him off. Yeah, if they were going to take stuff from his book, why didn't they go to him and say, hey, we'll credit you on a writer. You don't have to do anything. We're going to give you a million dollars. Don't. Yeah. Or they don't take anything us. from his book. Yeah. Or that. Or they just, you that's know, more parallel likely. thought. Or they know. had like some other king troop in there, <laughs> you know, that's in a bunch of billion different other things. This king says good day. And that my king says good day. <laughs> this <laughs> king sent knights to battle, and in my book, this king sent knights to battle. <laughs> I can show you more parallels. <laughs> both their names start with the word king. <laughs> I'm sold. Guilty. <laughs> Amazon, pay them. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And then what else we got? Oh, did you guys see the Horizon Forbidden West DLC came out? Burning Shores? I heard about it. I did see that. Is it free? You have to pay no, for it. No, it is. It's like 20 bucks. Oh, fuck. It was nineteen ninety nine. I bought it, and then I realized I don't think I have my hard copy of the game anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I can't play it till later. That's okay. That's what you get for buying hard copies, jerk. But isn't the game available on the PlayStation Plus thing right now? 
Yeah, you might just be able to download that. Yeah, I'll probably just do that. Huh. But I just thought that was funny because we're doing a kitchen renovation, so all of our shit's all over the place, and there's all these appliances in front of, like, new appliances that are going to go in. They're mm. in front of the racks of video games and things. Oh, so yeah. You get an espresso I was like, it's probably, machine? <laughs> it's probably in there. Yeah, we're going to get, like, uh, beer stills. Oh, shit, nice. Like, 12-footers, yeah. Just right in our house, right in the kitchen. <laughs> That'll be useful. Mr. Moneybags. I know, right? Making my own, the whole house is going to smell like yeast. It's going to be sweet. I always wanted to get like one of those, a see-through cooler that they have at convenience stores. Just that's my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, me like, too. Oh. It's like the ones that keep fucking <laughs> drinks in. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I ever have in my refrigerator. So fuck it. And then at first I'm like, that's so dumb. And I'm like, wait, why is that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't seem dumb. Unless maybe they like lose heat. Maybe. But it's got it's a whole room in the back that's chilled. Yeah, but this will just be a tiny little refrigerator with a yeah. glass door. It's not that's all be open <laughs> nearly as uh, nearly as often. Yeah, yeah, you can get like thermal glass on the yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Uh, they sell like those wine fridges too, so I, they probably have some like specialty. They, they probably, they probably mini fridges that do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just go to the restaurant store and see what they got. I mean, what the fuck? How expensive could it be? Thousand dollars. So, like I said, it's, yeah. If you want a shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into getting one of those fucking slushy machines. Those are like $1,500. The only thing that I would want, want to spend that kind of money on, I thought about like one of those ice making machines that does like the pebble ice. Oh, you like pebble ice? I like pebble ice, but they're like 700 bucks. I'm like, I, every time it. I eat that fucking ice, I'm like, this wasn't $700. Just get a refrigerator that does it. All I ever wanted was one of those like caulking guns that put sour cream in. <laughs> I know, you you could buy one of those at a fucking hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the, the gun's not the problem. It's the it's, it's the, the sour cream container. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if a place that'll fit in a standard caulking gun. I see you just getting like caulking tubes and like spoon and sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like old grease guns where you had to fill it with grease. Maybe for your birthday, we'll, we'll make that happen. But we'll be like, seriously, don't eat any of that. This is just for show. Yes, it does shoot sour cream, but don't eat it. <laughs> That'd be useless. Man, I got. We'll do some research. See if we. Yeah, we'll see. You can make that happen. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just found out that, you know, the sour cream at Chipotle isn't sour cream. What is it? It's crema. Sour That's cream. just cream spelled wrong. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's uh, from Mexico, I believe. It's not really made out of milk. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's got a different consistency. It's fucking delicious. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I but know. I felt so betrayed. I'm like, it doesn't look like sour cream. I'm like, it does have a little bit of a different texture to it. But I was like, that's probably a cost-saving thing. Or some kind of secret Chipotle sour cream. <laughs> it is, apparently. Yeah. yeah. It's crema. Anyway, that's all I got for the plotty time vibe check. And now be, you've been vibed. There needs to be more Chipotle talk in the vibe check. <laughs> Next week. Next week on Chipotle talk. <laughs> it is just about the vibe. Like, we can throw yeah. Chipotle news in there. <laughs> all right. How about we get to the game? How about it? Oh, you mean this game that a fan requested? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Jesus, who, who requested it? I don't know. Some Jack guy. <laughs> requested it back in December. Well, thanks, Jack. For We're the always idea. timely. <laughs> yep. Appreciate it. Hey, quick question before we forget, though. Yeah. Did you get those shirts up, Papa Scotch? No, I did not. Okay. That's the fun. I'll have to get on it. I'll have to get on it. But uh, this game we were talking about, as you saw in the episode description, it's Infamous 2. Yeah. We did the original one, oh, way long back when. Ago. Yeah, way too long ago. Probably like season was one. Was that an early one? Yeah, could have been. I wonder if we were even uh, 
grading them at that time. Oh, it was, yeah. We, oh, we yeah. We had to. No, we did it. I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, Prototype. We did that oh. as our third episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, Infamous, we did as our, I don't know, 30th episode. Season one. Doesn't matter. 28th episode, we released it. Do, 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 do. Doesn't I matter. <laughs> lost. No, I'm, t- I'm saying it. Go back August 15th, 2019, before the pandemic, <laughs> and go listen to Infamous one episode. Oh, how ignorant we were. COVID didn't <laughs> Sorry, exist. Very different podcast at the time, but it's still there. We were young tykes at that age. We weren't as good as we are now. <laughs> Absolutely not. The game was released June 7th, 2011. Ooh. Number one song in the country. Any guesses? 2011? Yeah. My 31st birthday. 31st birthday? Was happy it birthday. happy birthday? <laughs> no, it wasn't happy birthday. Sorry. Happy by Pharrell. Yeah, I think you're a year <laughs> off, but I'll take it as a solid guess. That's fine. Uh, no, we'll get Bentley in here to sing it. Come on in, Bentley. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Whoa, you drunk, Bentley? What's up, Bentley? Don't worry about it. Little tipsy. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bentley. Okay, Bentley, just let's take it easy. Just, let's not start a fight with scientists. Just sing the song, all right? Okay, fine. Here we go. It's kind of a banger, so I got to get really loud, guys. You ready? Oh shit. <clears throat> We could have had it all on which you never heard me rolling in the deep. It's you had my heart inside of your hands and you played it to the bike. Adele? It is Adele. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Rolling in the Deep. I can't think what the name is. It's Rolling in the Deep. Nice. That's the name of the song. Damn it, scientists, you and your pop culture references man you nailed it you must have a radio around you at some point in the last 20 years to have heard that yeah, seriously <laughs> jesus actually i thought it was lord at first jump slap it really amazes me sometimes the cultural moments that you miss in music really right. amazes me right <laughs> what a reaction all right number one movie in the country uh i'll go ahead and give you the tagline it's not it's the tagline is it arrives it arrives yeah, it's not super helpful. 2011. Cloverfield. Ooh, it's a good good guess. Good guess, but no, it is not Cloverfield. Godzilla. Also another good guess. I like where you guys' heads are at, but... Kong Skull Island. <laughs> not Godzilla. Here's the uh, synopsis. A group of friends making a home video in 1979 capture footage of a mysterious train crash super that unleashes... Eight. It is Super 8. Unleashes a dangerous creature on their small town. Yeah, well, that's the only, only one I could find. Huh. Releases a creature. Yeah, it's a good movie, though. Yeah, I remember it being good. I remember watching it and being like, ah, that was a movie, all right. I remember being like, I didn't regret watching it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, see, see, we've seen plenty worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this day in history, June 7th, 1936, Charles Lucky Luciano is convicted on 62 counts of compulsory prostitution. Oh, nice. Good Which guy. is prostitution or sexual slavery that takes place as a result of coercion by a third party. Mm. Hmm. He was a very famous mobster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. Lucky Luciano. It was released for PlayStation 3, developed by Sucker Punch Productions, published first party by Sony Computer Entertainment. It is a single player, third person sh- over the shoulder shooter superhero game action parkour sim. Wow. Yeah. They wrote nice. that. Nailed it. And uh, you picked it this week, Dr. Scientist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, why don't you lead us in? Tell us what this game's all about. Well, uh, the game starts with a basic recap of the first infamous game, which we do much better in our podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> absolutely uh, but uh, basically Cole is a what is called a conduit gets powers and he has to try and stop the beast which is the big baddie from the first uh, whatever happens anyway you're in a, t- a city called Empire City which is an- analogous to New York mm-hmm. right and uh, Lucy Quo's there who I believe is like your FBI contact in the first game, maybe? I don't know for sure. No, that's no, a not. different woman. Okay. But no, this is just a random woman. This is just a different a FBI new agent, contact. Yeah. Okay. I think she might have shown up at the end of the first game. I don't exactly remember. Because I saw a synopsis of the two that lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah, I just thought, well, she knows John White, too. That's kind of why I was thought it was the same one. Gotcha. But anyway, she's like, hey, uh, there's this guy in New Marais, which is kind of the New Orleans of this world. He's like, he knows how to get you new powers. All right, let's go there. But in the meantime, Empire City gets attacked by the Beast, which is a kaiju-type human being. More like Attack on Titan, I guess. Yeah, Attack on Titan. I just want to, because I didn't realize this as we were reading. I've played both these games. I, I believe you guys. Have you guys played I, them? I played both. I remember I played a at lot. least the first one. I remember the maps, because I was watching this. I'm like, oh, I remember exactly where he is. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I, that did not feel, yeah. So, <laughs> the... Uh, Woman from previously who was working with John in the first game was a was a liar. She was not yeah. an FBI agent. And then Quo came in at the end of the game saying, I was actually John's partner. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. This is how we could do this. Word so that's up. how they move forward. But anyway, the game starts out with you fighting the beast in a very God of War type beginning where you fight some monster. Right. And you end up kind of beating him, but he kind of wins too and ends up destroying Empire City and your powers are kind of like, you say broken. Oh shit, that's a bingo spot. Yeah, you lose all your powers. Not all of them, but you're kind of drained a little bit. Yeah. And the the beast just, you know, came back and then Cole starts uh, waxing poetic about not having enough power to stop the beast. So we're going to go and get super powerful. So they start heading towards New Marais. And while they're doing this, the beast is just going down the East Coast, destroying cities after city. Yeah. So they don't show you that, do they? No, they don't show you that, but I fucking love it when you hit the pause menu. Yeah. And it has the the map of the U.S. and it just shows where the beast is, the trail he's going down. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it. It's just so, it makes it just a little bit more tense. Yeah. Like the whole game. It's great. Do you have a time limit? No. No. It's just by the mission. How far you yeah. go in the story. Yeah, okay. So after a bunch of bullshit, you get to New Marais. And uh, it's kind of run by a group called the Militia, sort of a bunch of rednecks that take over. Right. Mm-hmm. Classic South shit. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And so you just go looking for power. And then Cole has like a flashback where he's like, hey, I used to, I came here and I learned parkour here, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> When it was destroyed by the flood, which I guess is the Hurricane oh, Katrina. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. No cops around. At least they had, they explained how he became good at parkour. <laughs> yeah, he was a uh, parkour before the first game started. He was into it. Yeah, he was a bike messenger. Yeah, this is way past the first game in the past. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying he didn't get electrical powers and parkour skills. Oh, yeah. He was doing parkour before. <laughs> yeah, that would be a shitty conduit skill, huh? <laughs> what happened? Like, I can parkour. <laughs> but some of them can turn into fucking kaijus. It's yeah. very confusing, yeah. these powers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. random, I guess. Some have yeah. freezing powers. Oh, then someone's going to get your fucking dreaded power, which is you can guess somebody's hat size. 
Yeah. Oh, sick. I can microwave burritos. <laughs> like perfectly every that's, time. That's why I'm the worst Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you eventually figure out that you should go see Dr. Wolf because he was the guy who invented ray spheres. He knows a lot about sphere energy, which is what gave you your powers from the first game mm-hmm. and uh, uh, unlocks other conduits. So yes. you go see him and he's like, hey, man, my blast core was stolen. You got to find it for me. So, all right, you eventually hunt it down, get it. Then you get a call from him, and he's like, oh, good. And then there's an explosion. You're like, no! What? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. You go find him again. And he's like, hey, I built this thing called a ray inhibitor, ray field inhibitor, which uh, can shut down the beast's powers and kind of stop him from destroying everybody. But it's not powerful enough yet, and you got to find blast cores to gain to get enough power to do this because conveniently if you run electricity through a blast core it releases ray energy and is absorbed by whoever's around yeah so only he can do it because he's electric he's electric and everyone else has different powers so you do it oh go ahead I also like how that's another upgrade mechanic then is when you find one of those you get a new power yeah that's pretty sweet but uh so the ray sphere if exploded would kill every normal person and basically like unlock the people that have the conduit gene. Yes, and he then he built a rayfield inhibitor, the RFI, which does the opposite. the opposite. Yeah, gotcha. Which they figure is the only way they can beat the beast. Which makes sense. I mean, it's as good as plan as any, right? Yeah, it's better than trying to hit him with electricity again. I still don't understand why they like all the other people who were conduits. Which I guess there weren't many at this point, right? It seems like there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't doesn't it travel around the world, or is it just like radiation that goes slowly? It's radiation, kind of that. Okay. They explain it later. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So you run electricity through this blast core, and uh, you start absorbing all these power, and you pass out. Then you wake up, and they're like, oh, man, I kind of feel stronger. And then they have you know, a bunch of random filler quests. And then Quo tells you how her and John, they knew they were conduits, and that's why they were selected to infiltrate the First Sons, which is the bad guys from the first game. Right. Oh, that right, makes right. sense. Which was run by Kessler. So mm-hmm. yes, yes. Then, then you've uh, figured out that also that the militia took Wolf and is kind of torturing him. And it, the militia is run by a rich guy named Bertrand, who is just too realistic in this time of day. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of stuff really hit home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like back then. There's no way a huge bigot could lead a bunch of rednecks into a point of power, right? <laughs> that would never happen. But guess what? He's having a rally. Who would do that? Who would do that? Good old birdie. <laughs> uh, Papa Scotch, I love that quote. I <laughs> who, who would do that? <laughs> anyway, so they're at this rally later on in the day, and uh, Cole's trying. Uh, did I ever mention that your name's Cole? You play yeah. as Cole McGrath? Okay. He's kind of watching the rally from a. F- and uh, his buddy Zeke is there, who is a dick in the first game, and he's trying to make up for it in this one. Yeah, he's a totally different person in this one. Well, he really did fuck up in the first game. What did he do in the first game? Listen to our podcast and find out. Oh, did you you forget what he does? No, he uh, blew up a ray sphere. To try to get powers. He didn't get any powers. Okay, I I, I forgot. I forgot what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But uh, then the rally starts getting attacked by these kind of like feral monsters that are, uh, they kind of look like dead space monsters a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got like the, the... Sort of praying mantis arm things. Yeah, that's I, that's the vibe I got. They're bio recombinated. Yeah, that's what it is. 
There's like, was it the Dead Space 2008? Yeah, this doesn't matter. Anyway, as you're saying, it doesn't it matter. matter. Anyway, Bertrand runs away and then a bunch of bullshit and you have to fight a helicopter. Oh, matter. yeah. You get clotheslined off the top of a limo with a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that had to hurt. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So, bubble up some other stuff. There's a lot of time where you can do random quests and stuff going on in here and go searching for blast shards. So you eventually follow Bertrand's interrogator who likes to go gamble. So you're like, all right, he's going to come out here. I'll follow him wherever he goes. He's got to be torturing Wolf for answers, right? So we'll just follow him. So you do that. And as you're, then you find Wolf and then another monster attack, a bigger monster called a Ravager. Ooh. Doesn't matter. You eventually beat the Ravager. Then you escape with Wolf and you're on a truck and you're like, oh, let's get out of here. And you're driving, driving, driving. And then you're hit by another truck. Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. And you yep. get, you get thrown from it. And, uh. Wolf, wolf, gets, wolf gets killed. <laughs> no. And Quo gets captured because Quo helps you try and get through. Uh, mm-hmm. Poor wolf. And then Cole's like, man, what can I do? This is just being a pain in the ass. I got to stop the beast, blah, blah, blah. And then Z calls and he's like, hey, man, I'm kind of like in the militia now. I kind of know where Quo is. <laughs> I love that. He's just like went undercover. Yeah. yeah. He fit right in with the rednecks. Yeah. yeah I mean, we were all thinking it. He looks yeah. like Elvis. Right. Yeah, like one of those fat Elvis cooler, impersonators. But cooler. Anyway, he's like, I heard there's a there's a conduit in the swamp you should go look for. In the moonshine shacks? Yeah. <laughs> so you go to the swamp, and it ends up not being Quo who's out there, but another woman named Nyx, who is a conduit. And she has like, a, I don't know if it's like oil, napalm type stuff she throws at people and can burn. Yeah. She can also like teleport. Like Night Stalker. With- yeah, kind of like Night Stalker with napalm powers. Yeah. Interesting stuff. It's pretty sick. I'll say that. It is like sick cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she kind of like hates the militia too. And she's like, hey, maybe we'll work together. We don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, you do find a blast core there. Oh, nice. You're like, cool. And Nick's like, here, have it. You're like, <laughs> all right. So you go and uh, hang out with Zeke and use the blast core because he watches you while you pass out. Yeah, really watches you. He's yeah. usually passed out when you wake up. You yeah. Know? And I wrote down the power it gives you because I thought it was the coolest power in the game. I remember using it a lot. The power of the vortex power, you kind of just like throw and that fucking tornado goes out ahead of you. Oh, oh yeah. that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's a bunch of enemies in front of you, you just fucking do it. Right. Because it, it does massive damage and it pushes everyone away. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in those nice fights, line. it gets a little it's a little hairy when everyone's in close. So then, uh, oh, well, go ahead. I was just going to say that power I specifically remember. And the only one I remembered before watching the video was the tether. Oh, I, I only remembered that one. And then the ice jump. Cause the ice jump was I awesome. I forgot all about the ice jump, yeah. but watching the gameplay videos, I'm like, yes, yeah, it's pretty like ice jump, hover, tether somewhere. Yeah. It was cool. uh, the beginning of Spider-Man. Yeah. Movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There were definitely a lot of Spider-Man, uh, parallels, but makes sense. So then, uh, Zeke is like, Hey man, this guy Bertrand is storing his deviants somewhere. So uh, maybe he has Quo where he's keeping all of them. It's got to be it. And he's like, well, there's, she's on this plantation. We'll have to go there. Oh, um, by the way, there's two different ways to go in the story, the good and the bad. I'm going to do the good story because that's the canon one. We yeah. can talk about the bad one after. No, it's not canon. Yeah, it is. The bad ending is canon. Are you sure? Is it? Yeah. That's why they never made an infamous three. Well, They did, though. Oh, yeah. they didn't with Cole. Because well, m- more people played the good ending. It's, I don't know. I watched some video about it, but I don't, okay. know. I don't know if it's true. Well, no, that'd be the good ending. More people played the good ending. Yeah, but they wanted to keep going. The actual writer wanted to make a three with... Oh, you're right. The bad ending being the canon, but it didn't work out. Either way, we got Festival of Blood out of it. That's fucking sick, and I can't wait to do oh, that one. I know, but it kind of made you think of if you could fly in Infamous and realized why you couldn't, because it was just too good. 
<laughs> yeah. Nice. So anyway, you're doing this stuff, and then uh, you eventually plant, attack this plantation, and uh, you find out in like some sub basement or whatever that Quo is there, and she's tied to this device, and there's a she's kind of like really cold, and you eventually save her and you get her out, and uh, you find out that she's also had her powers unlocked because of Bertrand. <gasps> you eventually find out mm-hmm. that they were he was stealing her powers and trying to give them to other people. Oh my god, did it work? I don't know. We'll find out. <gasps> But you eventually get her out and she needs to rest. So you're like, all right, let me go turn power on other places and do some other quests, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you eventually come back to her and she's like, oh, I'm no longer an agent because I have ice powers. So they <laughs> kicked me out of the FBI. Why would they kick her out? I don't know. Yeah, don't you think they'd use her as like at least an undercover or something? She could be very useful if she yeah. still cared about the she law. She could have still done her job. Yeah, what the hell? It doesn't matter. Well, they're very strict about who they hire, I guess. So. I guess so. But you do some bullshit teaching her how to control her powers and you combine her powers with her and stuff. And uh, you eventually, like, you all start seeing plague victims because the, there's a plague going around in the world and people are dying from it. It started in Empire City. And <gasps> I wonder what started it. Yeah, who knows? I don't so, think we'll ever know, guys. Yeah. No. So you eventually, screwing around, doing things with Quo, you find out another blast corner graveyard in the graveyard. And... Uh, like, all right, I'll use that one. So you use that one, whatever. And uh, after you use that one, you wake up. You're like, uh, Nix calls you. And she's like, hey, I want to ch- show you something. And you're like, all right. So you go to the swamp and you visit her. She takes you through this long swamp thing, fighting off monsters and bullshit. And she takes you in the, to a spot where there's a huge crater in the ground, a lot like the one that you made in Infamous 1 when you used the ray sphere. She's going to tell us her story? And she does tell us her story and how she became a conduit. Yeah. Get the fuck out. She says that uh, Bertrand brought all the poor and the homeless and people and stuff there and uh, used the race sphere there and killed everybody, which is her whole family and whatnot. And the only people who survived were her and Bertrand. So you kind of deduce that Bertrand is a conduit also. So I deduce that it's a small percentage chance that you're a conduit. So did I wonder if he did it? Was he a conduit already? Or he did, had to did know. He like, I gotta try. I I don't know. Well, he there's also this side story that he was making Doctor Wolf do things for him, which I kind of skipped. So I think I had something. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Sure. But uh, then you find all that out, and so whatever. And Zeke's like Zeke gives you a call. And he's like, Hey man, I found that machine they used to torture Quo. And he's like, They've been driving around town. We gotta stop him because he's using it to make other people conduits Uh, and he's storing it in Fort Philippe. Okay. So we're going to attack it and destroy the device. You have a choice to do the good or bad thing here. Eventually. Oh, it's one of the moral choice sections. Yeah. Well, is this the one where they're like free them or or kill them all? Yeah. Yeah, There's like, you try and get medicine for the the militia and try and get more people on your side to storm the fort. Or if you just want to get monsters to storm the fort and shit. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, they're, There are plenty of these spots where they give you, like, the moral choice, and it determines what kind of powers you get. Yeah. But but it really encourages you to either go whole hog on the good side or the bad side. Yeah, it does. Because otherwise you, you won't get the best versions of either power if you just do, like, a mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I like sucks. to be neutral. Get all the powers. Yeah, maybe I'm having a weird day, and I want to kill everybody and send my monsters after people. Yeah, you never know. But anyway, you eventually storm the fort. Bunch of attack and things. A bunch of people shooting you, blah, blah, blah. You eventually get to uh, the transfer device, which is the device they used on Quo. And uh, Nix is like, hey, man, we should just all swap power so we all have the powers. 
I'm down for that. And Quo's like, well, you should destroy it. And he's like, well, why don't I just use it and then destroy it? Genius. Yeah, it's nice. So you eventually decide who you're going to swap powers with. Can you pick either one here? Yeah. Oh. And uh, you, in the good version, anyway, the good story, you swap a Quo, and then you end up getting ice powers. If you pick Nyx, you get the other powers. Yeah. I don't really remember her powers too much. Actually. I don't know. I don't think I did. I remember the ice powers, but I don't think I did play this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely remember playing through as like both sides. Yeah, I definitely did, but I only remember using the ice powers. I don't remember ever using Nix's. I think there's like some variants of the exact same ones for ice, though. You know. Yeah, but, but instead of ice freezing things, it explodes things or something like that. But ice, you had the cool jump. That's the only thing I remember. Mm-hmm. It's true. So you use it, and then it kind of blows up itself. And you and Quo are kind of incapacitated a little bit, and Bertrand gets on a helicopter and leaves. And you're like, well, I should have waited until I got Bertrand to do that. But mm-hmm. Then you kind of wake up, and he's like, well, Quo didn't get any powers, but you kind of did. And the chopper crashed, so let's go find Bertrand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Easy. So you go find the crash chopper, which is weird because here the antagonist is in the crash chopper, not the protagonist. Whoa. You kind of... Mixed up the formula on us here. <laughs> but you end up fighting this huge monster, a behemoth kind of swamp monster type thing. Has poisonous breath, whatever. You beat it, and then as as it's kind of dying and poisoning itself away, you find that you see Bertrand kind of get up and run away. And you're like, Bertrand is the behemoth in here. Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> That's his power. Yeah, it's like the third time he ran away so far in the story, too. I know. So, you're like, well, I can't find him. He got away. Let's go to Flood Town because there's stuff there. Mm-hmm. And the cold guys have taken over because Bertrand made a whole bunch of soldiers with Quo's powers. So, now they're just flying around doing stuff. Just ice soldiers everywhere. Yep. And uh, a guy named LaRoche who runs the resistance to the militia. He's kind of the good guys. I don't know. He's kind of a dick. He's a Vietnam vet. You watch your mouth. Still a dick. <laughs> He's still a dick. And very young for a Vietnam vet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say, he should be in like this 70. Took, this took place in the 90s. Anyway. <laughs> uh, none of us, can any of us verify that? No. <laughs> I don't, they don't think they ever see the year. They don't. But he's like, hey, you can help all my people and set up med stations and take out bad guys. And uh, I might have a blast core for you. Just do this stuff. So you're like, all right. So you do all this kind of stuff. And you're trying to convince LaRoche to give you the blast core. Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, eventually you run back into Quo and she's like, hey, I found Wolf's journal from that blast. And he's talking about the plague. Oh. And then you find out that the plague is called by Rayfield radiation. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? The stuff that makes conduits is also what's causing the plague around. Makes sense. Does now it? Now it's all coming of together. Of course it does. It's like radiation. Yeah. And so anyway, <laughs> the Wolf built the RFI that you're trying to power up to stop the plague. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, if I can stop the plague and stop the beast, I guess that's kind of good. Yeah, win-win. Mm-hmm. And then eventually LaRoche is like, hey, man, here's the blast core. And you fucking use it. And you're, you try and, after you wake up, you try powering the R5, and you're still not strong enough. You're like, god damn it. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> you meet, <laughs> meet back up with Nixon Quo, and of course they're arguing. And they're like, hey, Bertrand's in this trading yard where he stores people, and he's making monsters. We should go stop him. And Nix is like, I got monsters myself. We can attack with them. And Quo's like, no, we shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Take pictures. Try and mm-hmm. expose them to the masses. So you eventually go to the train yard, take pictures of all these people stored in cages and whatnot. And you eventually get pictures of Bertrand making new monsters. 
What? Get yeah. the fuck can you, can you believe it? He can it? do that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's crazy, right? What? Phase his, as Nick said. But then you take a picture and Bertrand kind of notices you. And he's like, God damn it. And he kind of runs away again. So yeah. what but is... He saved some prisoners, so it's all good. Yeah. Is that part of his power, making other things... I, I assume so. Beatles? I, I guess. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't use the transfer device like he did the other one, but... Yeah. Well, he all can right. transfer himself. Yeah. Just makes toxic whatever. Goo. Gloop, I believe they call it. Gloop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then yeah. Zeke shows up. He's like, man, I found a missile. Let's shoot it at the beast. Because the beast isn't very far away. And you can actually see him in the background destroying shit. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. It was like uh, Wolf was coming up with that as a plan B. Yeah. So that's, that's why he just found a fucking missile lying <laughs> around. Like a rocket missile. Like a 20-foot long missile. Yeah. Right. You're like, hey, man, let's go shoot it at him. So you eventually just do that. You shoot him, and the beast kind of, like, disintegrates, and it's kind of like a, a mess in town, because it's like a nuke, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And there's all kinds of rubble, and you eventually get Zeke out from underneath this rubble, and then the beast starts reforming, and you're like, no! What a bummer. Yeah, really. Yeah, thought that was going to do it. But I guess it slows him down a little bit, and you're like, hey, the beast is in New Marais, but he's reforming. we got to figure out a way to stop him quick. So it's like the beast is there, it's in town, but now it's kind of like hiding. Well, yeah, because he's got to reform. He's got to get gain his powers gain back. His powers back, yeah. Because I mean, guess the new, I guess the missile fucked him up a little bit. Yeah, if they had another one, probably would take him out. If we only had two. Then you kind of go on trying to find Bertrand, and there's some bullshit with him getting you in a cage, and blah blah blah. And he's like, "Hey, why don't we team up, you and me, Cole, and we can beat the beast together?" And he's Cole's like, "Nah, man, you're just gonna turn your turn on me the second we do it. I won't trust you." Yeah. No way, Jose. He says. I mean, they were the two most powerful people in town. Yeah. And Cole dismissed it like immediately. Well, he knows he's a dick. and That's true. But I guess he should have thought about it. But I mean, if you're, if you're going to stop the beast, I think you and Bertrand and Nixon Quo are have a better shot of just the three of you. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever. Hey, he's, Cole's like, now nah, I'll do it myself. Get out of my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zeke calls and he's like. After after you escape from this cage and bullshit, Zeke saves you. Yeah, and Zeke's like, "Hey, I found another blast core too. It's in a warehouse somewhere." Blah blah blah. You eventually find it, but you also find, conveniently with the blast core, a Bertrand's briefcase, which is he's selling these conduits to nations as like hired mercenary soldiers and stuff, Makes like sense. weapons, basically. Yeah, yeah like to make weapons. super soldiers. Yeah, it's kind of like a biological weapons, sort of. Right. And he's like, "Why is Flan- why is Bertrand doing this? It doesn't make sense." It kind of doesn't at first. Anyway, use a bl- use the blast core pass out, wake up in powers. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Zeke's like, hey, man, Bertrand's loading these conduits into a boat. We got to go stop him. Whatever. You go stop him. You kind mm-hmm. of destroy the boat so he can't go. And then after all this, you run into uh, your old buddy John White from the first game. Oh, what? shit. Who, uh, he died in a blast. He did die in a blast. He got sucked into the middle of the race sphere. What? He died real good. He like... Dematerialized. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, you're dead, man. He's like, nah. I mean, the race sphere did destroy me, but I put myself back together. A lot like Dr. Manhattan from. uh, Yeah. That is exactly what I thought. Now that you say it, I thought the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) They both had a line. It was like the same line, I think, where it's like, do you know how long it took? Yeah, to put myself back together. To put myself back together or something like that. And John's like, well, why don't I show you something? And he kind of touches you and gives you a little power. 
And he, sh- he kind of uh, gives you the ability to see the plague inside people. Oh, no. And he's like, he's going through like these plague camps and stuff. And he's showing you all these people. And he's like, one person in this uh, group is a conduit. Can you figure out which one it is? And event- it kind of looks different to you when you use the power. Right. And uh, he's like, let me show you what I can do with my power. And he shows you his power as the conduit is to uh, make other conduits, basically. Has race fear explosions, I guess. Yeah, just radiates race fear. Yeah, kind of uh, draws the power from people around him and gives them to the conduit, and then they survive the plague. And he's like, hey, people are dying. The only way we're going to survive is making more conduits because they can live through this plague. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they should have stopped calling it a plague because it was more, but anyway. More radiation sickness. Yeah. <laughs> and John's like, think about it. We can uh, just make a whole bunch of conduits and uh, people will survive, or you can try and kill me. You think about it, get back to me. Yeah. With some ideas, maybe. I'll be over here just fucking shit up. Yeah. Then after that, you're like, huh. And Zeke calls me. He's like, hey, man, Bertrand's getting in a helicopter. He's trying to get out of here, but he can't because I sabotaged it. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> sounds exactly like Zeke. You captured his voice very well. Yeah. yeah. Excellent job. He's still trying to kiss Cole's ass. So Cole kind of goes to confront Bertrand, and Bert, he's like, why are you trying to get all these people inside the country? He's like, I'm trying to scare people. I want them to kill all the conduits. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Mm-hmm. If I give them conduit soldiers, people will hate conduits because they can see them and they'll see them as demons and big things of uh, man's greed. A lot of he's seeing the big picture. <laughs> yeah, like, right, I, just, right. I just want all conduits to die. And you're like, all right. And Cole's just ends up fighting Bertrand. He turns into a huge monster. And I remember this fight being a pain in the ass. Yeah, because you got to lead him around town through these ambushes and blah blah blah. Yeah, the militia's there. Yeah, yeah. Well, or no, not the, the rebels. Yeah, the rebels. LaRoche and the rebels are there to help you with it. Eventually, you beat him. Mm-hmm. And Bertrand's dead. Oh, thank God. Oh, really? I don't know. It took a couple... guess what happens after you do it? Zeke finds another blast core. Get the fuck out of here. What? Where was this one? I don't remember. Uh, Is it the last one? Uh, it could be. (laughs) Uh, according to my notes, I think it is. Oh, ooh. Crazy. It's the last one you need. But, uh... Then you, you also find out that Zeke is infected with the plague here. Yeah, he's been coughing the whole (laughs) fucking game. It was kind of obvious. (laughs) So eventually you use the blast core and you're all powered up. You're ready to charge the race sphere and you all meet, you meet up with uh, Nix and Quo and you're like, uh, guys, it's not as easy as you think. Cause, uh, I'm going to tell you John's story here. And then of course, Quo surprised John White's alive, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And he's like, Hey, he says that conduits can survive. So we should just make more conduits. Mm-hmm. Either way, we got to charge this RFI. So you go. So Cole starts electrifying this RFI and, uh, Nix and Quo start. Nix and Quo like fall down in pain, and Cole Cole starts yelling out in pain, and Zeke kind of just grabs something and knocks it out of uh, Cole's hands. Yeah, like he's getting electrocuted. Yeah, right. And uh, he's like, "If I use it, I'm going to kill all the conduits. That's what it's going to do." And he's like, "Oh, maybe we should." Uh, and then Quo's like, "Well, maybe John has a good idea here, and we should just all try and live." And Nix is like, "Nah, we got to kill the beast. This is bullshit." Mm. And then you make your final karma choice here. Right. Which is weird because the whole time Nix has been the bad side and Quo's yeah. been the good side. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice that they uh, switch it up here, showing you that neither of them is really good or bad. But no. So you make the you you and join Nix's side and you're like, all right, we got to go kill the beast. Who cares if I sacrifice myself? Blah, blah, blah. And then Quo's like, give me the R5, I'm out of here. And Zeke's like, nah, I'll fix it. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. You eventually have to go charge up the RFI at these places, and Nix is helping you. And uh, how does Zeke know that? 
I don't know. He must be an electrician of some sort. Who knows? It's kind of ridiculous. That's where you draw the line? That's where this yeah. game starts getting a little ridiculous? Yeah, right there. His conduit okay. powers, he knows electricity. But anyway, then there's this whole scene of you and Nick's going around charging the FR, fighting the beast, and fighting off Quo, because Quo's attacking you to try and get it, and a bunch of shit happens. Nick uh, sacrifices herself by running into the beast and Ooh. slowing him down so you can finish charging it. And then eventually you get super powerful and beat the beast super easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go and Quo, like Quo's there, and she's like, all right, just use it. And Zeke's like, hey, man, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You're going to die. I'll be fine. Go on. And uh, then Cole uses the RFI and kills all conduits and saves people from the plague. So he kills two of his friends, I guess. Well, well, Nick's killed herself. Oh, yeah. Just kills her. Yeah. Fuck it. But it kills John White, who was kind of your buddy from the first one. Nah, I don't know if he's your buddy, but... Yeah, but Does he had this, to die. this kill everyone in like the country, like the whole world, or just in the immediate area? Everybody in the world. Because then Zeke tells a nice kind of story about how people were dropping all around the world. They must have been conduits okay. and not even known it. But okay. also the plague's cured, so nobody does anything. Yeah, and, so they're like, all right, small price to pay. Cole, who was the demon of Empire City, is now the savior of Numeray. Only kills like 0.5% of the people. Who cares? So the ray sphere just blows up like an explosion in its own little area. Yes. It doesn't blow up in the entire world at once, but the RFI Super blows charged. up yeah. and takes care of the entire world. I don't think it goes at once. I think it's the radiation. It's kind of like the radiation. and It'll eventually get everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know. They don't really talk about how long it took I mean, before. But that's it. Cole sacrificed himself to kill all conduits and save humanity from the plague. What happens in a bad ending? In a bad ending, you and Quo fight off Nyx and you join the beast and start getting like, he goes through, you know, it starts turning people into conduits. And he eventually wears himself out and dies and gives you, Cole the power to make new conduits. Uh, he becomes a beast. And then Cole's kind of like a... Becomes the beast himself and travels the world making new conduits, killing people. Just be a badass. Yeah. Cool. So what's the point of making an entire world of conduits? If everyone thinks they're like super special superhero, no one's going to be like roughing in windows and like making new roofs and shit. Because they can survive the plague. Why would they? Most of the people will be dead and they can have all the houses that are left. Maybe one guy conduit's power is uh, building houses. Maybe he can snap houses into existence. Maybe people can turn into houses. There's got to be some guy with like wood powers. <laughs> I was thinking that uh, it'd be really funny if they went down the road of like, look, let's just do the thing that kills all the regular humans because eventually there'll be a conduit that can raise the dead. Yeah, that makes sense too. Or reverse time. I mean, it's terrible thinking. But... It's awful thinking. That's what I'm saying. They should have thrown all their nuts in that basket. <laughs> Would have been very funny. But that's it. That's the game. That is the game. That's the game. We did it. We got through the whole thing, and we're better people. Always. So then let's go ahead and roll right into final thoughts. Ooh. I'm already the best person I can be. I know, but now you're just slightly better. Think about that. Well, uh, how about we start off with you there, Sir Chomp Slap? Me? Yeah. Why not? Because why not? What do you want? What do you want? So I got a couple questions for you. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Does playing this game make you want to go to New Marnay? That's not even the name of the town. Is it Murray? It's Murray. Yeah, Murray. Marnay? What? That was Marnay? There's no N in it. <laughs> Does watching this video make you want to head to New Orleans? Fair enough. Did the story work for you, or did it just show you the world through a bored lens? Ooh. Oh. Took a, took a poetry class or something. <laughs> what score 
out of 27 stars, you think this game portends? Portends. Uh, All right. All right. That's from the word of the day calendar. (laughs) Did I want to play it? I don't know. Not really. I mean, it is Spider-Man, but with (laughs) a lot of cooler powers, I guess. A lot cooler powers. And more choices. Like any choice would be cool. (laughs) Spider-Man. They should make Spider-Man where he could be bad. That'd be fun. That wouldn't be Spider-Man. Man Spider. Okay. Where he could be bad. Perfect. There we go. So no, I don't really feel like playing any. If I ever did. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure. Uh, did the story work for me? Uh, yeah. Basically. I mean, he just tries to take down a big baddie. Gets fucked up. Finds out there's a way he might be able to take it down. So he goes, tries to do that. That falls through, so he finds another way. Mm-hmm. Eventually takes it down. Or becomes it. Whatever. So, yeah, I liked it. It, was, it worked. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. On a basic level, it, it works as a story. Sure, sure. So, what am I going to give it for a score? I don't know. I mean, it was just a bunch of filler with... But you got to meet some people. It was kind of fun. Eh, not really terrible. So... I'll give it a nine. Okay. I mean, it's it's good, but it's, it wasn't it wasn't great. Nothing to write home about, you know. That's why I don't know if I even played it because I didn't. It doesn't. Who cares? All right. Well, there you go. Nine. Mm. Yeah. Out of twenty-seven stars, so that's a thirty-three percent based on our metric. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's solid high mid. Yeah. I'd say. Or low. Hi. Anyway, Papa Scott, why don't you do that? <laughs> it's a little high. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Well, I don't know what any of the questions are. I keep forgetting them so silly. I know. That's so weird. But I, I think I remember them because you just oh, asked right. me them. So. Right. Did watching this video make you want to be infamous? Was the story pretty good? Could it? Fuck rhymes with infamous. Was the story pretty good? It could have been. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever. Was the story good or not? And out of 27 stars, how many would you give Infamous? <laughs> okay, thanks for asking. Uh, I have really fond memories of playing this game, so watching this video did make me want to play it again, but I don't think going over the story again would make me want to play it again. If that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, the story wasn't enough for it. Yeah, yeah like I think that this game was entirely focused on making the gameplay as fun as possible. Right. I think that the the fight with the beast in the beginning makes a lot of sense. Uh, This first game leads into this beautifully because it's like Kessler was the main bad guy in the first one, but that was actually Cole from the future who killed Trish and gave you the powers earlier so you could be strong enough to kill the beast. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So you kind of are like, this is my thing. This is what I've been training to do. And then you're like, I got this asshole. And then you get your butt kicked hard, (laughs) hard. Sure do. It's difficult for games like this and the God of War series to just delete all your powers and then make you start over from the beginning. Right. So him being like, uh, kind of licking his wounds and trying to like relearn shit makes sense. Uh, what I didn't like is the morality system. Like it felt very dated, uh, but at the time, like everybody was doing that. That was yeah. thing. It's just games like Mass Effect 2 did it way better because you were going to the same goal in Mass Effect 2. You just decided on your way there, did you want to be a good person or an asshole? Is that part of the story or is that part of the gameplay? I'm paraphrasing okay. Mass Effect 2, but but uh, it. I think Infamous, it was too cut and dry of which was the good side and which was the cartoonishly like bad side. Yeah, fair. And uh, I didn't like 
I mentioned it previously how you could kind of pick whichever mood you're in. If you went halfway into one or the other, then you wouldn't get all the good powers, which kind of sucks. But the story was good. I liked the motivations. I liked how the level design was done, so it explains how Cole can't get to every area right away. Right. So, yeah, Bertrand was a good villain. I still don't quite understand how the Beast and Bertrand are both conduits whose power is to turn into a kaiju. Yeah, apparently that's a pretty popular power yeah, for conduits. So. It may be the only two. You don't know. Yeah, who the hell knows? That's well, true. Were, well, in the first one, no, there was a, a trash guy, but he wasn't a kaiju. He just controlled trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't he make a trash monster? Yeah. Right. I forgot about the trash monsters. That was a little silly, right? Anyway. <laughs> so, um, but I, I like the setting. I like the story. I just didn't think it was nearly as good as their original as the first. Right. I thought the story got worse between one to two, but the gameplay got a billion times better between one and two, but it's not a p- gameplay podcast. It's a story. So I still think the story's good, and I'm going to give it a good score, and I'm going to go with 15. Damn. Which is a little bit high, but... Yeah, but somebody's got to give them high scores once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I picked that score, and then I went back and looked, and I gave the original Infamous a 19, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're both higher tier, but not... What'd I give the original? I think you went much higher on that one. Well, probably. You gave the original a... Why is it not highlighting here? You gave... The... You gave the original a 20. <laughs> yeah, this is about half as good story wise. There you go. All right. The system's perfect, guys. Yeah, I was just checking. You know, sometimes you gotta check it. Prove it. But anyway. So Dr. Scientist, mm-hmm. since you're the star of the show, it's it's your turn now. You go last. Right. So chump slap, start us off. I'll get the middle one. I sucked at the first one. You do the whole thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> Dr. Scientist, yeah. did watching this video uh make you want to play this on your PS3? Did the story work for you, or did it not have a leg to stand on? <laughs> what score out of 27 stars would you give it? Did it really, was it really a PS3 game? He just yeah. did that, so I have to ask the questions next time. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a PS3 game, yeah. Would I play it? Watching it made me did want to play it again. Yeah. It made me did want to play it again. That works. Yeah, that's a sentence. <laughs> it's English. Uh, did the story work for me? I mean, it was all right. It wasn't as good as the first one, as you all said. Uh, I thought Bertrand was a good bad guy. I thought the Beast was a good bad guy. Yeah. Even though he's kind of not there most of it. A uh, bunch of bullshit with Blast Corps just makes you play out the game. There's a lot of stars. Morality system was kind of blah. We all went through this. Uh, how many stars did I give it? I was around Papa Scotch's score. I gave it a 14. No, you're both wrong. I don't know what that is. Total 38. Sure. Oh, you're asking me. I didn't sign up to do math today. Let's see. 19, 29, 38. You are correct. Oh, got it. That's probably the highest one we did all year. That's pretty Definitely. up there. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the only other thing that's closest here is Indigo Prophecy. We gave a 35. Ooh. Interesting. Then we have to go all the way back to December 8th of last year, Metal Gear Solid. We gave a 35 as well. Hmm. Huh. I know two games that are going to beat the end of the year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. Unless this really takes a turn. We'll see. I got a good one for next week, guys. Watch out. You'll all have to keep coming back and listening. All right. (laughs) And until then, we'll go ahead and spend some time talking about Dr. Scientist's radical Pokemon Lock of the Wing. It's Pokemon. Lock of the Wing. (laughs) Every week, Dr. Scientist pick one radical Pokemon Lock of the Week, 
and they're always awesome, so he can't possibly let us down. This week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, after seeing Renfield, it's like, which Pokemon would I want to see in a buddy movie with Nick Cage? Ah, interesting. I think it's hard to do, uh, but it's going to be set at like uh, Mardi Gras time, and he's going to partner up with a Ludicolo. <laughs> His character from, oh, what is it, Port of Call, New Orleans? Oh, I don't know. Bad, bad <laughs> lieutenant. <laughs> Basically, it's a Pokemon that loves festive music and kind of dances all the time. Oh, nice. They'd have it's got fun as hell. Yeah, he's like... Carefree. Oh. Yeah. Begin, it's carefree Pokemon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It dances as soon as it hears cheerful, festive music. I think it'd be a great buddy with uh, as they're trying to solve a crime of some sort. I don't know. what. I'm not a writer. So it's a le- Weekend at Bernie's type. No, no one's play dead. music and it dances. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's too, I'm sorry. It's not dead. <laughs> well, you play music and it dances. But uh, that'll be in the movie with... Uh, <laughs> Nick right. Cage kind gonna, of looks like an Easter egg. I, I could, I could. Uh, he's going to drive the cop car while Nick Cage. <laughs> nice, awesome abilities. Own tempo. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Does know he exactly own what it? Abilities is no. He probably has probably resistant to some kind of speed attributes. And stuff. He can change everyone's tempo. He can slow you down. Or so. he's resistant to those changes. Keeps his own speed. Maybe it prevents the Pokemon. Sorry. It prevents the Pokemon from being <laughs> afflicted by confusion, Ooh. even if it is self-inflicted. Oh, there you go. I want my own tempo. Boom. I know, right? There you go. Tempo, the Pokemon lock of the way. No, Ludicolo was Ludicolo. <laughs> what did I say? Pokemon? Po- you said own tempo. <laughs> own tempo. Own tempo is the unlock ability. <laughs> own tempo is the Pokemon unlocked ability of the way. <laughs> Ludicolo. He has the ability of own tempo <laughs> all right that being said let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week which is chub slaps this or that this or that this, this or that, that. Blah, blah, blah. i thought you guys were gonna keep going for like a half hour that would been oh uh, no this episode's long enough yeah <laughs> all right well then we'll go through this real quick every week we give chump slap seven prompts and then this week he's gonna have to tell us if the prompt i give him is a famous boxing match from history. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I know one. Or a famous Supreme Court battle. Okay. Oh, I thought like Rumble in the Jungle. <laughs> no, it's going to be like <laughs> Ali versus Frazier. Yeah, yeah. Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing, but I guarantee there's no Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> okay. Sir Slap. So again, the choices are boxing match or Supreme Court case think you might have me here i i mean i'm expecting at least a six out of seven that's what of that's course the, that's the of standard you set level of quality i've been expecting all right here we go so here we go you ready sir chomp slap right on number one tunny versus dempsey boxing plessy versus ferguson court gideon versus wainwright court marbury versus madison court lewis versus schmeling oh god that sounds like court too miranda versus arizona court <laughs> Liston versus Clay. That's boxing. He got six out of seven, didn't he? He got six out of seven? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? The, what, the one he got wrong was uh, the Schmeling. That's a boxer. Yeah, the Schmeling, the one he doubted. Lewis versus Schmeling. Uh, I was like, Lewis, that's a boxer. Schmeling just sounded too. Marbury versus Madison. I can't believe you thought it was a boxing. You want, you want box? No, Supreme Court. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe you just guessed your way through a six out of seven. <laughs> it was kind of easy if you picked the boxers. Well, the two boxing the ones I got, yeah. That, those, the only ones that I really knew. And Plessy versus Ferguson was a court thing I knew. Tunney versus Dempsey. Jack Dempsey, the famous boxer. Right. That's the only reason I might have got that. Yeah. 
Uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, Supreme Court. Gideon versus Wainwright, Supreme Court. Marbury versus Madison, Supreme Court. Lewis versus Schmeling's Boxing. And then Miranda versus Arizona. You know your Miranda rights. Right. Supreme Court. Liston versus Clay. Well, Cash is Joe, like Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. Yeah. I don't know fucking Schmeling. Is it Joe Lewis? I yeah. Right. Ray Lewis. No. <laughs> he, he was a murderer who played on the boat with the Ravens. Oh, that's right. That's why I knew that name. <laughs> Alleged murderer. I was like, yeah, those are all like big Supreme Court cases, too. They're not small. Ones. Yeah, I don't know anything about court. Never been. You still nailed it. Six yeah. out of seven. Got it. Booyah. We have statistics proving you wrong, Sir Chompslap, that you don't know anything about courts because you just got six out of seven. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I thought you were looking <laughs> anybody, up. <laughs> uh, if anybody needed any real legal representation and they wanted to reach out to you, Sir Chompslap, how would they get to us via email? Well, you send it to plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read and respond. And if you're anything like Jack, you might get a game done. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, May. <laughs> If they want to get to us faster on the socials with legal representation, swear words, or other game recommendations, how would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Tom on Instagram or stop by the Reddit and uh, tell us, I don't know what you want to hear, whatever. Your favorite court case. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll start a Supreme Court. I'll go with Marbury versus Madison. I'll start. I'll, oh, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Solid, solid pick. <laughs> Not my favorite, but it's a solid pick. <laughs> But that about does it for us. So as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago Deslago, Hamman, and Luis Guzman. Don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.